Yes, Father God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are with us, you are for us in this war, that you have made a way for us to be victorious, to follow you, and to complete the course that you've set us on, Lord God. You are responsible, you are faithful, you are the one who began this, you are the one who will finish this. So I pray today that you tuck each one who listens into the safety, the comfort of the palm of your hand, and and knowing that they are loved, that you are for them, not just not against them. Father God, there's a difference. And so help us to see the difference between knowing that we are loved and that you are for us. You are with us. You will never leave us or forsake us. You are on our side, Lord God. And so I bind the powers of darkness, the spirit of fear, anxiety, stress, distress, trouble, hopelessness, doubt, double-mindedness, everything that would come after the people who are listening today. You enemies are exposed by the light of God's truth. You are bound or you are removed by the sword of God's word. Father, let each one rise up and take authority over what is going on in their own little temple life and cast out the spirits of discouragement and despair. Anything that's not from heaven, cast it out. Command it to leave your body, your mind, your heart, your soul. Do some self-deliverance and get some victory. And Father God, we thank you that Jesus got us the victory when he died on the cross and rose from the dead because you are faithful because you were for him. You are not just not against him, you were for him. And so I thank you now that you raised him from the dead and because of that, we have eternal life. We have eternal uh, places with you in heaven forever. And we have authority down here on earth to bind and to loose. And so we just take authority now to, to say thank you and bind the powers of darkness that would hinder the people from hearing and receiving this this uh, this time, this revelation, Father God. And we thank you for the divine protection over all of us, all that pertains to us, that no weapon formed against us will prosper because you are with us, you are for us. And Lord God, you make our way uh, protected and perfect, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year. It's and a new year, uh, for, isn't it? For, for a lot of folks in the new year, they're not very happy. That's true. Um, you know, they try to be, want to be, mm-hmm. but um, we want to talk about what I believe is the primary motivation of people in our world today. And it is? Fear. Yeah, exactly. So Fear under the counsel of the enemy. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, be anxious. What anxious Anxiety is what? It's a form of fear, right? Yeah. Ang- yeah. Be anxious for what? Nothing. Nothing. But in everything, by mm-hmm. prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, mm-hmm. which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Well, guard our hearts and minds from this, the prowling thoughts and emotions and feels, feelings that go through our soul to make us fearful and anxious. Um, so there's faith, there's fear. There's, they both demand to be fulfilled. Uh, what makes us anxious? Um, thoughts and feelings that we put in our mind, or that are pu- that are put in our minds and hearts, to build its case against us and create anxiety in our lives. It's the enemy. Well, yeah, their experiences, our experiences and our perceptions of those experiences, yeah, exactly, both past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. Those those things are just that's where the fear exactly is. You know, it's like um, God doesn't answer my prayers; He's not there. Blah blah blah. But it's the experiences that the enemy 
uh, you know, he is the one who uh, defines or, or puts or persuades, I would say, persuades mm-hmm. our minds and hearts to believe lies, to go with fear, and to use the past experiences as a basis for the future. Okay, well, it didn't happen. I prayed. It didn't happen. Da, da, da. And so now here I am, afraid, alone, and where is God? Well, yeah, it's like you go to the, the roots of fear. Where do we hear about fear in the Bible for the first time? We hear about it when Adam, mm-hmm. Adam and Eve sinned, sinned yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They, and what happened, God is wanting to have... Fellowship. He ha- They were in that close connection mm-hmm. with the Lord. I mean, intimate... Yeah, intimate communion with the Lord, and what they what they find themselves doing is doing. And God says, "Where are you, Adam?" Doesn't mean he was just looking for him. He said, "Oh my goodness, what happened to him?" No, he says, "Where are you in your life? What mm-hmm. what's happened to you?" And he he, what do they do? They cover up themselves with mm-hmm. skins of animals. No, actually, they did fig leaves. God did the skins. Remember the fig? Yeah, yeah the fig yeah. leaves. Right. I'm <laughs> sorry. The You're fig, jumping ahead of yourself. The fig leaves before the skins. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So they recognized they were naked. They were recon- They were naked before, and it wasn't a problem. Now <clears throat> they're na- they realize their nakedness, and there is a problem. And and mm-hmm. God says, Adam, where are you? He says, I was afraid. Yeah. I was afraid. This is our first introduction to fear. to fear in the human in a human being. I was afraid and hid myself. So there and was a, did something. He did the fig leaf thing because he was doing something because he was, he had lost his sense of abiding and being. Fear, and I think fear. What fear does is, as with Adam, fear flips us from. <clears throat> beings, Adam forgot who he was, the created son of God. He forget, It flips us from beings to doings. And so Adam, he got busy doing, and so the same with us. I got to do something to, to be okay. To correct I have to do something I to am. be okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when we're in that place where we're um, sowing the fig leaves together, we're getting angry. This is for us now. You know, we're getting, we get angry, we get offended, we get hurt, we get defensive, we get selfish. We get um, loud, we get violent, we get sad, we feel sorry for ourselves. All of these things are emotional triggers that Satan puts flips so that you and I will get busy doing something. So then the, the question that anxiety asks is, what if? Um, I don't know what to do. What if this happens? I don't know what to do. Do, do, do. So I've got to do something to be okay. So you're putting all the pressure on you or your fine skills of thinking, managing, getting out of trouble, to put all that burden back on us rather than relying upon our God. And so why? So what does the Bible say a million times? Fear not, fear not, fear not. I'm with you, I'm with you. So, yeah. And, and what, we, what we see in, you know, if you look in w- Wikipedia, you'll see all these different fears. Yeah, phobias. And phobias, mm-hmm. phobias, pho- all kinds of phobia. Fear they all come through an ex- ex- experience. They all come through, you've had, somehow you've had a bad experience or mm-hmm. somebody's told you something about something. Mm-hmm. And you're traumatized or and, terrified. And you're, mm-hmm. you're traumatized and then all these little things are like triggers. Mm-hmm. It's like anxiety makes us sick. It makes us distracted. It erodes the hope and the faith of who we are. It, it kind of really erodes. Anxiety steals away, takes away, cuts away the revelation of who we are, where we come from, who is for us, why we're here. And so it's like 
the devil uses anxiety. He, he is fear and anxiety is one form of fear to make us sick. And then we're sick and we're caught in that sickness and we don't know how to get out. We're double-minded and we you know, have all those experiences like you talked about where people tried before to get well and they died. And so now Satan uses that as evidence to weaken your confidence in the word of God or God's love for us. So he erodes, chops down dreams, stuffs us with in, in slots that we aren't built for. People go into places to make money rather than go into the place of their anointing. Um, they, he, Satan locks us up in, in, in his plans to destroy us, to hinder us, to steal, kill, and destroy, to stop us from knowing who we are, why we're here, and where we're going. Yeah, and it really gets rooted down to our disconnection with a right relationship with God. I mean, mm-hmm. God is everywhere present. Mm-hmm. He's all around us and everything, but as far as that communication that we have, that two-way street of communication, hearing God's voice, and him hearing us and knowing that God is for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we don't know that God is for, if we believe God is against us, or sometimes and we for us. are just worthless, mm-hmm. that we're worthless. You bought into the so, devil's narrative right there. So we're worthless. So therefore, we think we're worthless. So what we do, we kind of throw away our life. We live we according li- to we, we uh, what we believe. Stress, we live in stress. We live in fear. Mm-hmm. We compare ourselves with other people all mm-hmm. the time, and God says, "Don't do that." God's narrative, his word to us as received in the Bible and rightly divided is basically, bottom line, trust me, believe my promises. I will never leave you or forsake you. It's going to be all right. I've got this. I am for you. But what do we, what, what, you know, but what makes us falter in in walking out our faith and following God? What is the thing that causes us to stumble um, it's fear. It's anxiety. Jesus didn't say it was going to be easy. He didn't say to be good. He said, follow me. And Satan knows that if he throws enough obstacles in our path to following the Lord, that, you know, we're going to stumble and then ultimately fall down. And then Satan's going to start to jump on us, beat on us and, and, and stop us. Yeah. And so it, it seems like there's kind of two ways that we go with this. We realize, okay, something is wrong with us. Adam realized mm-hmm. Yeah, they realize something is wrong here, and so we're gonna do. We're gonna sow the fig leaves. Um, so how do we sow our fig leaves? We we try to do something ourselves to make it. ourselves worthy. Make make some money. Uh, achieve in sports. Achieve just high achievement to kind of prove to ourselves yeah. and to other people. That we're worthy. That we're worthy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, Lovable. Or the flip side of that is like we've tried that and we give up and there's we're still tormented mm-hmm. by the fact there's something wrong with us. It's not working. Whatever we do, we don't we don't make the grade. Whatever we do, it, it, it just seems to fail. So this is why a lot of people just come, end up in discouragement, mm-hmm. fear, discouragement, despair, and sometimes perfect, suicide. Perfect love casts out fear. So perfect love is God. God is love. So God is here, committed himself to us to keep us in what he's called us to do, which is to believe in him, follow him, love him, trust him. God is committed to get us to that place, keep us in that place, and bring us along that road to victory. So um, love and following God requires that we make a commitment to God as him being in for, for us, being a true, 
uh, being fully committed to us, being fully aware of me, that what's, what's going on in my life right now, including how many hairs I lost this morning when I was combing my hair, all of that is God is completely aware of every detail of our life. Life is, no love is, and life too, life if you want to live that life, is knowing that he loves me, that he is for me and not against me. But this is the challenge. This is actually the bitter challenge of being down here is where this world, this narrative, this whole system is controlled by Satan, whose real objective is to separate us from the love of God, make us feel like we're not worthy, that we don't have to, a right to be here and that we have to do something about it to get worthy, to be okay, to get God to love us. And so he's trying to separate us from the love of God. So really, this is a fine line here, but there is a difference between believing and knowing the, and understanding that God is for me and the, it's the, what we think would be the, the contrary, God is not against us. God is not against me. They're different. God is for me is not the same as God is not against me. Many people believe God is not against them. They've been taught that in their Lutheran churches. They've been taught that in all their religious, you know, God is good, God is good, God is good, and we're not. And therefore, God is going to have a hard time loving us because we're not good. Therefore, we got to be good so God can love us, which pushes God into a place of being a conditional lover and, and brings that separation between us and God. Um, so there's this big gap, this huge gap between knowing God is for me and is, and, and is personally loves me, watches over me, loves like a father would his child and believing that God is not against me. There's a difference. So a child who knows that their parent is for them, loves them, is on their side, will do whatever they have to do, even lay down their life if they have to, um, to keep that child, you know, uh, successful, loved, pr- uh, protected, secure. That's the kind of heavenly father. If he laid down his life through his son to deliver us from the death and destruction that was, you know, we, we were born into or were surrounded by. But many of us don't know that we know that God is for me. God is good. We just believe he's not against me. You know, a lot of religion. But you know what? In, there's a big gap in, in that gap of knowing the difference between God is for me and God is not against me are all kinds of religious prescriptions. Well, like the whole idea, okay, we are sinners, right? We, we, we sin. We are people created originally in the likeness and image of God, yet mm-hmm. we've sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So the thing is... The Why I- did we do the, that? The Why idea happened? is, well, we believe the lies of mm-hmm. the enemy. That's so right. this is it. We believe the lies of the enemy. So the thing is, what, what happens is, is a lot of pre- preachers uh, yeah, yeah, go beat ahead. on us because mm-hmm. we're sinful, Okay, mm-hmm. yes, we're sinful. Yes, I'm a sinner. Yes, I'm a sinner saved by grace. But the emphasis is on sinner, 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 yep. rather than saint, rather than, okay, getting the lies out of your mind, mm-hmm. which which what repentance really is. Mm-hmm. Stop believing the lies. Mm-hmm. Believe the truth of God. And confess when Jesus, that you believe Jesus the lies. Jesus' yeah. message was what? He, the kingdom of God, he says, repent mm-hmm. and believe the gospel. Change your mind. Believe the gospel. Believe that um, you you have hope. Right. You have hope. I have come to give you hope. I've come to give you life but, and life more abundantly. But rather than listening to the word of God, which says, I am for you. I love you. I've provided a means for you to be cleansed, holy, and brought back into my presence. We're looking at the circumstances as Satan point, points them out to us. 
and we try to fix our circumstances, try to clean up the mud puddle so that we won't get dirty, when in fact, there's no way to clean up the mud puddle. You just have to know that you're holy and washable, and that when you fall down in sin, you come to God, confess your sin, repent, and God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let's talk about another aspect of this, the fear of man. Proverbs 29, 25 says, fear of man brings brings a a snare snare or a Mm -hmm. trap, but he who puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our fears are based on what people have said to us, what people have done to us. Or or what we think they've said and done. Or what we think they've said (laughs) or what they've done. Our, again, it gets back to our experiences and our perceptions. Our mm-hmm. perceptions of what our conclusions that we draw yep. may and be I- totally false. But how much of our time is, uh, uh, as human beings is, uh, is spent on what will they think? Or what do I have how to do, do to motiv- get them to love to me, like me? Love me. Or, yep, right, right. or this person is bad news, this person helps me, or whatever it is. I, I want to please my teacher. I want to please mm-hmm. the pastor. I want to. I want to please my wife, my husband, and so. Well, why don't we just want to please we're, God we're instead? A, yeah, just just pleasing. But then we think, oh, pleasing God is He's so unpleasable. hard. He's unpleasable. He's unhappy. He is so hard to please. Yeah, there you go. That's God the is, conclusion. I'm in trouble. God's saying. mad at yeah. me. I'm a sinner. That's the promotion. The Satan promotes sin all around us and in us and. Uh, and preaches it through our gospels and religions because he because wa- once you stay in that place of I'm a sinner, then you're going to play stay in that place of I've got to do something to be okay. I've got to do something. I got to do this r- ritual, this religious prescription, this da da da, and the legalism and the law and the and the kills the life, the vitality, the truth of who you are. It kills you by religion. Legalism pushes you into a peg a hole a uh, peg into a hole that doesn't fit it it it, it just d- it steals you waste your life trying to be good when indeed you are already good god made you good god made you holy now just get back to that and you'll be fine because what Satan's trying to do is distort the true identity of who we are by making all the things around us and our experiences and what people say all the uses all that pressure to change our direction and not only make us work and be afraid and anxious, but also gives us a false image of who God is. God is conditional in his love. No, God is not conditional in his love. God loves us all the time. He even loves the people who go to hell. He cannot stop loving just like a parent cannot stop loving. However, between loving and blessing, there's a difference. God will love you, but he can't bless disobedience. So it looks like he's not loving you when he's not blessing you for for believing lies, basically. So God is tr- is drawing us back into knowing that he is with us. He's not against us. He knows your whole path. He knows today. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows everything about you. He's totally aware of it. And he wants to be there for us. He wants to, you know, not just be with us, but cause us to know he is in, he loves us and he is for us. Yeah, another thing too, and you know, we're just early into 2024. And a lot of, I hope you haven't made any resolutions. Yeah because it sets you up for failure. And they set you up for failure. And another thing is just live, just abide, just walk with the Lord. And, and uh, you know, even there can be really good things where we set ourselves up for failure that we operate out of, we, out of, out of fear. For example, okay, I'm going to fast 21 days every quarter, or I'm, I'm going to read my Bible three hours a day. 
I got to get in my 10 chapters today. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like those may be very, very good things, but when we create an artificial um, set of of disciplines, of, Mm -hmm. of behavior, we can set ourselves up for failure. And we think, oh man, I, I, I only read nine chapters today instead of 10. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, forgive me. You know, and who set, who set you up for that? You set yourself up for that. Because you listened to the liar who said that would yeah. make you better. That would make you good. That would make you lovable. So um, if, if we, you know, God is not against me. This is different than God is for me. These are two different things. They actually end up in different, cause you who follow them to end up in a different place. If I know God is for me, God is with me. I'm in love with God. He's for me. He wants me to do the best. We're good. We're okay. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. But he knows that already too. So he still wants me to succeed. He's loving me. He's going to give me what I need. I don't I don't have to be afraid that I won't have enough or that it won't work or that what if it's going to happen? Uh, because I know God already knows everything. God loves me. He's for me. He wants me to succeed. But if I don't know, if, if all I know is that God is not against me, which seems to be the, uh, the, the corollary contrary of that, um, then if I, if I don't know what, if he's, if he's, if he's, God is just not against me, He's not for me, but he's not against me. Then I've got to figure out how to get him for me. So I have to do what I don't or be afraid of or certain things I think or I, how I walk or or whatever I believe. All these legalistic religious lines that are drawn out by so many religious systems uh, based on performance, like you said, Jerry, works, uh, you know, resolutions, whatever, um, that that are based on programs that promote uh, that promote not the connection of love, but a disconnection because I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Now God's mad at me. What, what does Psalm 56 say? It's a very good Psalm for this whole subject of God is for me. Um, and I think we can kind of end with all of that. Uh, he's, but, but remember there's a difference between, between God is for me and God is not against me. Okay. What does 56 say? Well, if you, <clears throat> beginning with verse, um, one, be merciful to me, O God, for man would swallow me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ever feel like that at, at work or in the political realm or whatever, in your relationships, in your family, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Fighting all day, he oppresses me. I'm oppressed by other people, is what he's saying. My enemies would hound me all day, for there are many who fight against me, O Most High. And that's enough to say, okay. This will bring me into fear. This will bring me into depression. This will bring me into all kinds of things that I don't want to have. But then in verse 3, it says, Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. He says, In God I will praise his his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what can flesh do to me. So whenever, when fear comes, if fear, think of fear as a temptation. Mm-hmm. In 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 a, in a thought, it's like catching your thoughts. Where is that thought from? Is that thought from the enemy? Is it from God? And you recognize, you spot it. Hey, I see that thought. I spot that thought. That's not from from uh, God. That's from the enemy. So he says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So catch that thought. Grab that thought. If it's from the enemy cast it away, and then refocus on, on the Lord. So he says, when, when fear comes, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to put my trust in you. I, I'm making a decision to trust when fear comes. And then he says in uh, verse 9, 
He says, when I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. Mm -hmm. This I know because God is for me. Amen. God and, is for me. And Romans chapter um, 8, eight verse 31. 31. What does it what say What shall there? we say then to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Well, what are those all things that you are worrying about that you don't think you're going to have? You know, the rent payment, the, the food on the table, you know, the place to live. Freely give us all things. Who will bring... Who will bring a charge against God's elect? If, if for it is God who justifies, it is He who, um, He He who, who is He who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen, also even at, it sits at the right hand of God the Father, who also makes intercession for us. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or per persecution? or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or the sword, you could all say, or, or anxiety. So in all these things, he says, we're killed all the day long. Yeah, we're going to suffer, but at the same time, God is with us to strengthen us to endure those hardships. Yet in all these things, he says, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, what we're all worried about the future, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, including the devil, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The only thing that's not in that list is, is um, the idea of what do you believe? The lies. The lies can separate you from the love of God if you believe them. And that's the whole challenge. Whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe what God says and promises to us that he'd never leave us or forsake us? Are you, going to, are you going to try to add to the cross? Say, well, I've got to be good enough to get God to love me. I've got to do something to be. Psalm 37, 1, the first part of that verse, do not fret because of evildoers. Don't mm -hmm. worry. Don't be freaked out. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid because we've got so many evildoers all around us. And uh, so, don't fret because of them. But put, we put our trust in the Lord. We're not trusting the Lord and do good, he says. Mm -hmm. In verse 3, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. I believe there's a lot of power in our, in our thoughts and our words, and we have to sometimes cast down every thought and, and imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Uh, I think that's Second Corinthians somewhat 10.5 maybe. So we have to cast down those things that try to rise up like Satan is trying to rise up his argument in your mind and your heart to believe that God's not for you. And then he throws a whole bunch of examples at you uh, to verify or, or confirm uh, his his, his accusation against you uh, and disqualify or make us feel disqualified from knowing that we're loved by God. God is for us. God is not against us. God is not against us, but he also, because he's not against us, he's totally for us. He wants us to live and, and succeed and be with him forever in heaven and never be separated from him. Yeah, and in Psalm 34, 4, he says, I sought the Lord and he heard me Amen. and delivered me. From all, from all my fears. He set me free from all my so fears. So let this be the resolution, if you have to have a New Year's resolution, that you will purpose in your heart to take captive every thought, those that make you bring you to the place of despair, fear, double-mindedness, putting pressure on yourself, making you think that God has to, you have to do something for God to love you. All these lies that bring us to the, the deadly conclusions that we're alone, we're anxious, God is mad at us if we're not perfect. Take those thoughts down and cast them out. Do some self-deliverance. Command these thoughts that are in your mind. You think they're your thoughts. They're not. They're temptations. Cast them down. Deal with them as demons and cast them down and cast them out of you and say, I will not. No, I will not. We have, we have many beautiful exa examples, testimonies, stories of people who have had severe 
uh, handicaps in their lives. Maybe they were quadriplegic or crippled or, or many times we have these kinds of ex- stories where um, they overcame in- impossible obstacles to do what they were called to do and Satan had done everything he could to stop them from whatever it was, from uh, playing baseball or, or swimming eight miles across the channel of something or other. You know, it, it's always, you know, what are you going to believe? Whose report are you going to believe? You going to believe what the devil says and what he makes you to think you're thinking, or are you going to believe what the Word of God says and believe God is good and faithful and and can finish the work He's begun in you, no matter what the devil has done to you? Well, we started out today here in Philippians chapter four, verse six, and I'm going to read a little bit beyond that. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Prayer, how supplication means just specific asking. With thanksgiving, be thankful. Excuse me. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And he says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on those these things mm-hmm. and the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me these do and the god of peace will be with you god is for me builds a relationship with god mm-hmm. god is not against me builds a religious uh i don't know religious uh, experience that causes a pressure and separation from god god loves us always even uh, in the place of our fears and disobedience and anxiety, God loves you. God knows the challenges. God is not against me. God does, when we say, well, God's not against me, but he doesn't really know what's really going on. When you do that, it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it shuts the doors on the possibility of, be, of, of being and knowing you're loved and delivered and opens the possibilities to being swallowed up and abandoned and cast off. And that's why a lot of us react because we feel abandoned, we feel cast off, we feel unheard, we feel um, unloved, unappreciated. So the place of anxiety in your mind is not um, qualified to bring us to the place of knowing God is for me. The, the way we know God is with us, <clears throat> that he will not leave us, that he loves us and 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 that's forever, is by reading the word of God and believing it and recognizing the, the, the enemy who wants to separate us from the love of God through fear. So, Father God, we thank you for this awesome promise. This is the promise of, the, of 2024, that God is for me. God is for us. God is with us, not just with us, He's for us. He wants us to succeed. Some people say, yeah, I know God's with me, but what's he doing? He's not doing anything. He's just standing there. He's just not, he's not showing himself to do anything. He's just, but you know, a lot of times in your, that's the most difficult part of every trial is waiting, waiting to get through it, waiting for the trial to end, waiting for the, the revelation, waiting for the answer. And a lot of people, I'm sorry to say, don't ever receive the answer because they have not started out standing on the right foot. You have to know that God is for you. You're victorious. And even when we don't believe we're winning, or we don't believe we're succeeding. We know that God knows our hearts. God knows the truth. God knows about the enemy. God knows everything. God is full of grace and compassion, tender mercy, um, long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. So let's believe God this year, that he is for us, that he is good, 
that he is, is going to go before you and make a way where there seems to be no way. So you will be able to receive miracles and answers to prayer and divine healings. So Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Give us now a new boost of faith and courage to drive out, delete, remove the anxiety, the onos, the what ifs that the enemy's trying to throw on everyone. And let us walk with grace and favor, blessing, joy, and peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We, we invite you to join us. Uh, check us out at our liferecovery.com website. There are books, materials, all kinds of things that can uh, be helpful. And we also have a YouTube channel under Life Recovery. You can check that out too, liferecovery.com, a YouTube channel where we have all kinds of things, uh, good teaching, very, very good teaching, um, some in Romanian and English, but some just straight English. So check that out. Um, you know, if God is so good, then why? Um, who am I, our identity, all of these things, there'd be fun listening and watching and learning this year. Make it, make it your challenge this year to um, dig into who is God and how much does he love me. Amen. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.